Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I am Brad Alexander, your host, a simple beggar who found bread, trying to shed light on where I found it, the bread of life, Messiah, Yeshua. This episode, In the Light. Thanks to Charlie Peacock for the title on this one. Born Charles William Ashworth, Charlie Peacock worked with the likes of Al Green, Amy Grant, and other notables over the years. Put out a few solo albums as well. Got some Grammy nominations in there too. One interesting thing about the song In the Light, which is one of, if not his most popular song over the years, it's often credited to the band DC Talk. But that's Charlie's song, yo. Yeah, their version, the DC Talk version, that's a cover. Mm -hmm. There you go, dropping knowledge. And that's all I got to say about that because it's not about the music. It's about the message in the light. In 1 John 1, verses 5 through 7, we read, Now this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. That God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and keep walking in the darkness, we are lying and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of his son Yeshua purifies us from all sin. If we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light. So what does it mean to walk in the light? First, let's determine what is the light. Let's look at the beginning, Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. God speaks, and light happens. It comes into existence in space and time. Now, we know that this is not the light of the sun, moon, and stars, because it's not until the fourth day of creation, down in verse 14, that they were put into place. We'll jump down there, Genesis 1, starting at verse 14. Then God said, let lights in the expanse of the sky be for separating the day from the night. They will be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. They will be for lights in the expanse of the sky to shine upon the land. And it happened so. Then God made the two great lights, the greater light for the dominion over the day and the lesser light as well as the stars for dominion over the night. God set them in the expanse of the sky to shine on the land and to have dominion over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So there was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. So what is this light to which God refers in the first few verses? Well, that light is good and it is separate from darkness 
It's also the source of much debate. So a couple of a couple of ways people debate this, and there are there are many, but I'm just gonna touch on a couple. One is that this could be a physical manifestation of the light of Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God. As we read in first John, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So we read in Revelation, night shall be no more, and people will have no need for lamp or sunlight, for Adonai Elohim will shine on them, and they shall reign forever and ever. That's Revelation 22 and verse 5, speaking of a time in the future when there is no sun, moon, and stars, but the Lord Adonai will be our light. Many people believe that the first three days of creation are an example of a time when this previously occurred. The Lord Adonai was the light referred to in Genesis 1 in those first few verses prior to the creation of the sun, moon, and stars. The Genesis, or sorry, the Revelation 22 verse 5 reference seems to be the fulfilling of what Isaiah prophesied in chapter 60. Isaiah 60, an amazing chapter. Dig in and read that. As always, study to show yourself approved of God. But that chapter, Isaiah 60, good stuff. Dig in. We're going to jump to verses 19 and 20 right now. Isaiah 60, 19 and 20, which says, No more will the sun be your light by day, nor the glow of the moon be your light. But Adonai will be your everlasting light and your God for your glory. No more will your sun set, nor will your moon wane. For Adonai will be your everlasting light as the days of your mourning end. And the days of your mourning is as in grieving, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. The days of your mourning end. So hallelujah. And again, Revelation 22 seems to be referring to this, that speaking of the fulfilling of this prophecy. So there is also a contingent of Hebrew scholars who see these first few verses in Genesis, the creation, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. They see this light as a reference to King Messiah. So we know from John 1, and other passages as well, that Yeshua was there at creation. He was involved in creation. So it is believed that these three days of light without the sun, S-U-N, is a revelation or manifestation in the natural of Yeshua, Messiah. And there is a connection that is made that these three days without the light of the sun, S-U-N, compensate for three days of darkness when the sun, S-O-N, is in the grave. He is a light, Messiah, Yeshua. He is a light of eternal source with everlasting fuel and limitless reach. He is the light. In Psalm 36, 9, we see, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. 
So King David seems to recognize a light within the light of Adonai. And that light within Adonai's light is the light of Messiah, King Messiah, Yeshua. Isaiah 59, starting at verse 20. But a redeemer will come to Zion and to those in Jacob who turn from transgression. It is a declaration of Adonai. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says Adonai. My spirit, Ruach, who is on you, and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth or from the mouth of your offspring or from the mouth of your children's offspring, says Adonai, from now on and forever. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of Adonai has risen upon you. For behold, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the peoples. But Adonai will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations will come to your light, kings to the brilliance of your rising. I hope that we can see the extraordinary work God has done in providing this light for his people and giving us a roadmap to the light. Let's continue. Let's look at John 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things that were made through him, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is John's declaration of the deity of Yeshua, that he was that he was there at creation, and he is the living word of God. John absolutely recognized this light as Messiah. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Darkness has not overcome it. Psalm 43.3 says, Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. In John 17, in verse 17, Messiah, praying to the Father, says, Sanctify them with the truth. Your word is truth. So again, referencing that Psalm 43, verse 43, 3, send out your light and your truth. In him was the light, was, was life, and his, the life was the light of men. And Messiah prays to the Father, sanctify them with the truth. Your word is truth. And who is the word? Messiah is the word made flesh. It's all leading us and pointing us in one direction, namely John 8 and verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them and said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, King Messiah, Yeshua, is the light. Amen? Hallelujah. He is the light and we are to walk in the light as our passage states. So how do we walk in Yeshua? I'm so glad you asked that because if we backtrack a little bit and we read in John 1, 1, that Yeshua is the word of God. He is God's word. Now 
Let's rewind back a little more to what we had discussed, that passage in Isaiah 59. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth. So let's remember, in Jeremiah 31, God speaks of this new covenant that he is putting, he is writing his law on the hearts of his people and he will put his law on our minds. He said, I will be their God and they will be my people. And he adds, and Hebrews 10 also uh, quotes this Jeremiah 31 prophecy of the new covenant. He says, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. These upon whom he writes his law on their hearts and puts it on their minds. I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Okay, does this, does this starting to come together? From our text in 1 John, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Yeshua, his son, purifies us from all sin. Hallelujah. We know that Yeshua is the word made flesh. He was there at creation. God spoke his word and creation occurred. Yeshua is that word. In Psalm 119, 105 says this, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of Adonai, the scriptures, illuminate our paths of life. In a sense, it is Messiah, the word from the beginning, having been made flesh. It is he who lights our path. More than in a sense, in reality, it is he. And in him is no darkness. First John verses two and three. Actually, first John chapter two, verse three through six says, now we know that we have come to know him by this. If we keep his commandments, the one who says I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him, but whoever keeps his word In him, the love of God is truly made perfect. We know that we are in him by this. Whoever claims to abide in him must walk just as he walked. He, Yeshua, is the perfect example for us. He walked in perfect obedience, in perfect love, and in perfect faith. And whoever claims to abide in him must walk just as he walked. Again, John 8 and verse 12 says, Yeshua spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will no longer walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And remember this from Hebrews chapter 4. This is, listen, I believe anywhere in scripture where we see the phrase, the word of God, I think we can and not, not to change scripture, of course, but I believe in place of that, we can say Yeshua, for he is the word of God. Amen? Messiah Yeshua, as he is the word. So please just consider this. Hebrews chapter 4, and yes, I'm, I'm inserting something here, and you'll see what it is. Hebrews 4, starting at verse 12, says this. For the word of God, Messiah Yeshua, 
is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing right through to a separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And we remember at creation, when man is created, Genesis 2.25, we read this. Now both of them were naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Now in in that sense, in, in Genesis 2 and verse 25, yes, it's talking about without clothes, but we, we see that word used and it does not always just mean sans clothing. I'm not advocating that we walk around unclothed here, okay? Please, for real, keep your clothes on. Some of you, yeah, add a couple layers. Anyway, if we think about mankind prior to the fall, there was nothing to hide. Sin had not entered in. And they were completely exposed, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, all was laid bare. Once sin entered in, well, then we started trying to cover up, and then we started trying to hide from God. But what does that passage say in Hebrews 4? No creature is hidden from him, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. As the blood of his son Yeshua purifies us from all sin, we should walk before him in his light, his word, completely exposed, bare, nothing to hide, as nothing is hidden from him. Let's take a look at a couple other scriptures. Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14 giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. First Peter 2 and verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. King Messiah Yeshua has told us, those who follow him, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We are to be a light to the world as we follow the light of the world. Yeshua. I long to be in the light as he himself is in the light. Hallelujah. That we could live a life fully exposed and unconcerned about it. Not not worried at all, just walking plain and simply in the light of his truth reflecting his light, his love, his mercy, and grace to those around us. We should be able to do that, and we should be able to live 
if, if, if we can live that way, which I believe we can live in that kind of a relationship with the living God, completely open, because he knows all anyway. He knows what's going on. There's no, we have no secrets from him. We should be able to live that way with our brothers and sisters as well. I know that's not always the case and it's difficult, but we should be able to live that way as well with one, with one another. And I long for that time and I pray and I trust that we will see that when we will walk in love with one another in such a way that the world recognizes there's only one, there's only one that comes from, they will recognize, they will know we are his by our love for one another. It's time to get out from under the basket, folks. Let's go let our light shine. Our light is a reflection of his light. Let's reflect him to this lost and dark world. Appreciate your time. I'm just a beggar. I found bread. I encourage you as always, study to show yourselves approved of God. Let's go out and give him heaven.